you for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. and nerdettes welcome to the 100th episode episode of 30 and nerdy podcast before we start there's something i gotta get out of the way i'm not in my normal humble abode recording an episode like i normally am no 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 this is the 100th episode this is 30 and nerdy podcast this is season three there was only one right way to do this so the doors have been unlocked The rooms have been cleaned. The fortress of nerditude has been reopened. And the gatekeeper standing by, waiting to answer the call of nerd, the doctor of nerdonomics, if you will. The PhD of nerdology, the juicy one, has stepped foot in the fortress of nerditude. The doc and the duke ride again. And the crowd goes wild. Yes! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the 100th episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. There's no better way to do it than in the fortress with my main man, Josh Davis. <laughs> Welcome back, Doc. Oh my goodness, I haven't heard that in a long time. Can you look at the... <laughs> Good the, pimples. You see this? I got the chills. They're multiplying. I'm losing all control. <laughs> the hairs on my arm are sticking up. Wow, what an entrance. Hey, it's uh, good to be uh, back. One hundred episodes. One hundred episodes. And the return of the doc. And 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 you were you were you were at the first. You're here at the one hundredth. We're back in the fortress, and it looks uh, in pretty good shape. However, it looks rearranged. Yeah. Since the last time yeah. uh, we recorded down here, we've got new pops. We've got a new uh, uh, feng shui, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I keep my blue and my red theme yeah, going, yeah, yeah. keeping the Spider-Man thing, yeah. uh, you know, always prevalent. But yeah, things are a little different down here. We used to, see, we used to have a little table set up, this mm-hmm. table actually, over here by this wall, and now my recliner's there, and I've turned my little TV room, I've divided it in half, and this is yes. like a little office area, and this is where we can this, record the show. Yes, and we've got lightsaber, and the Riddler cane. In the corner and staying, and we've still got calendars because you know I like to be organized, yes. you know, and efficient. So we're we're ready to go. And as we record, you are done with your eighth year. Of each That's year. it. That's it. Eight years done. Uh, Can you congratulations. believe? Congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, sip a cherry coke to mm. you, sir. 
Cherry Coke Zero. Zero. That we're know, getting older. Making life changes. We have, changes to, here, we have to know. be healthier. Yeah, but uh, during my hiatus from the podcast world, I had some big changes. I moved uh, a career mm. uh, thing happened. I I'm now a high school theater teacher. One of the greatest things to have ever happened to me. Some of my uh, high school kids have discovered the show. So, oh no, uh, fellas, if you're listening, hello. Thanks for uh, checking things out and uh, keeping up and. Have a great summer, and I'll see you guys next year. Specifically, Kobe, Riley, Sam, anybody else that's listening. Go Patriots. We may have to start offering like extra. I've thought about this for people. Like, how can I? If you go back and if you can, whoever can tell me in this test what we said on the last episode <laughs> of gets a bonus five points. That's a great idea. <laughs> or we'll just randomly insert a question to the podcast. And if they listen, they'll know what the question is. And they, hmm. you know what? I'm gonna do it. Oh, this right. is gonna happen. We'll Be on the lookout. Yeah, we'll have to think about it for here. Yeah. So before we get to what the episode entails. I feel like it's it's a topic that only the 100th episode can be about. The two of us are back together. We've talked about this topic multiple times, even yeah. outside of a podcast. It's constantly in conversation with us. But before we get to that, let's get to a little bit of business. Now, if you're wanting to follow along with the Nerds of 30 and Nerdy podcast, here's how you do so. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you can find us. And instead of sitting here and listing every handle, I'm going to tell you this. This is the easy way. Go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Go to the directory. That is where you find all of our social media. And while you're there, you can find friends of the show, uh, things we support, um, previous episodes, nerdcabulary words that are constantly updating. Everything you need to know about the show is at 30andnerdypodcast.com. And while you're there, don't forget to scroll down to the bottom and subscribe to that nerd newsletter. It's being sent out constantly, updates, behind-the-scenes trivia and questions, stuff like that. That's not all. Speaking of the interwebs and while you're out there, check out patreon.com slash badcastcompany. Now, we're running a little special here. We're doing deleted scenes and bloopers. We've been doing quite a bit of that lately. However, we are four patrons away from getting ten patrons. If we get 10 patrons, even if it's at the $1 tier, that doesn't matter. Depending on how you're, as long as you're supporting us, that's great. So when we get up to 10 patrons, we are going to release an exclusive show at 10 patrons. We're at 6. If we get to 10, we'll think of an exclusive show, show that's just for Patreon supporters. Just for you all. You could be that person at $1 a month. Think about it, people. You go drive through Pals, McDonald's, Taco Bell, anything like that. You can't get anything for a dollar. Even at the on the dollar menu, they're going to tax the living daylights out of you yeah. in some states. Especially here in Tennessee, almost 10 cents to the dollar on taxes. It's Jeez. crazy. So, $1 a month. That's $12 a year. A steal, if it's you ask steal. me. a steal. And you're going to get exclusive content like behind the scenes stuff deleted behind the scenes pictures and and bloopers and deleted scenes and and, and you know what when we get to 10 there's going to be a patreon exclusive show just for so that contest is going on also on the interwebs podchaser.com we're part of two fantastic communities the apocalypse which has some fantastic independent podcasters out there along with us, and Pod Nation. Go to podchaser.com, check out those two playlists, subscribe, give those people a listen, give them a, a rating and a review, and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. I mean, shows like 
Three Fat Nerds, Three Hours Later, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, East Coast Avengers, shows like that. Not just like us, not just nerd podcasts, true crime podcasts, podcasts about skydiving, swimming. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and if you've gone to Podchaser, there's the best way to find them. And last but certainly not least, huge shout out to our brother Rev, still killing it in the collection game. Some people call him the Eric Church of collections. <laughs> He no, is, nobody calls him that. <laughs> he is at Rev underscore collection on Instagram. Uh, I know you've got the Instagram app on your phone. Everybody's got it. So while you're listening to my... Go to Instagram, search this. R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L three C-T-I-O-N. Hit that subscribe button, especially if you're into Pops, Pokemon collectible kind. Uh, he's killing it out there. Any business... From you, any house cleaning from you, Doc. I know that you like things tidy and organized. So, so any house cleaning before we get to the show. I think you've covered it all, but I guess we can say next week the official launch of my official podcast Twitter. Mm. I'm gonna do that. Yes. Uh, so we'll touch on that next time. Doc's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. The prescription. Hey, look, I've read Davis. it, and even for the internet, it's pretty shocking. <laughs> That is all the business. DJ Mike Cowie, take us to the show. Nerd! Nerd! It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. <laughs> 30 and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Or check out the website at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11. The nerds are here. All right, it's the 100th episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Dr. Davis, we touched on it. It's summer vacation. Woo! How you feeling? Hot dog. I'm feeling great. Yesterday was my last day of school after my first year teaching in a global pandemic, mm. and also, perhaps even more important than that, my first year as a high school theater teacher. So it was wild, it was an adventure, and it was amazing. It was just fantastic. I didn't get to put on a, a show mm. uh, like I had hoped to. Um, as you can imagine, we had quarantines, we had illnesses, we had schedule changes at uh, school, sudden days off, it was crazy. So it didn't happen, but next year, I'm hoping to make some big things happen. Excited about that. 
And I'm excited to be here. 100 episodes. I can't believe it. It's amazing. And we're back where it all started, here in the fortress. But but in a more comfortable position, because I remember starting the first episode we had, this futon, and and I was hunched on the futon. You had your very comfortable recliner. It's, and listen, it ain't that comfortable. <laughs> and we had two milk crates as a table and one mic. And and our first iteration of a mic was a cheap little mic. Uh, basically, we got the stuff and put it together from Amazon, the cheapest we could go, to start a show. I think even before that, we just used... The mic, the built-in mic on my computer. On the computer. laptop, yes. Yeah. Before things got shipped. It was rough. It was very rough. But before we get to the topic, let, let's let's talk about that a little bit first. What 100 episodes. That's crazy uh, to think about, um, especially seeing as how it started. I think we've talked about it before, early, early, early on. What gave you the idea to do this? Okay, so my sister-in-law, Beth Ann is all into this show on YouTube called Good Mythical Morning. And it's these two guys. I think they're in North Carolina. They've been best friends for like their whole lives. And they do this show like just random stuff. They're really funny. It's a great show. And I was watching it with her one day and I was like, you know what? I could definitely do this. I could do something like this. And the first person that I thought of, of course, was you. Because we just have that chemistry together. We have so much experience on stage together. And, you know whatever else we've done we've <laughs> we've done it all so it's mm. so like who who else would i go on this adventure with and boy has it been an adventure wow yes what a thing has. it has and i'm i'm very excited that, that that idea pops into your head um i i even remember before we even started like getting a twitter for the show and a facebook for the show and all yep. that even before those days we would um practice <laughs> podcasting <laughs> yeah. and I don't know, like, I always thought, oh, that would be a fun thing to release on the Patreon, is, is those those recordings that never saw the light, never <laughs> yeah. saw the, the, the night, well, or whatever. Well, that's for a reason, people. And we had, like, three or four just practices, whether yeah. it was sitting in your car after going to see a movie, yeah. or sitting in my living room after watching something random. Like, I think we did a practice episode on Shazam. We did. We released some of that on uh, the... Best of yes, episode. we did some un unheard. Yeah, we did Shazam and uh, just a lot of DC stuff. Yeah. We did. Do you remember this? We did one practice run in your kitchen, mm. and it was videoed on my laptop, and <laughs> we had notes taped to the cabinet, <laughs> <laughs> and we stood there and talked about End of the Spider Verse. Yeah, and who knows what else? I bet it's on here somewhere. It's well, probably. That, Patreon stuff. It's that well. is that is if we get to ten, <laughs> if we get to ten patrons, Oof. we'll release some some cut, extra cut, like not even deleted scenes. This stuff has not seen the light of day. No one has. Uh, seen nobody this has seen this. I don't like. We went back and. Uh, it's just you know it's kind of like a, it's kind of like rehearsals for a show. You know it's it's rough. Uh, <laughs> We've come a long way. We we definitely have. So what is going on? In your life, are you reading anything? Are you watching anything? Are you catching up on stuff? So, are you watching any of these wrestling documentaries that are going on? I've not gotten to watch them live because I'm always at work. Okay, so there's A&E is doing a biography series. They've done Booker T. They've done Shawn Michaels. Mm. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. There was another one they did. I can't remember right now who it was. Roddy Piper, I think. And they're going to do, uh, like, Ultimate Warrior. 
And they're two Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was the first oh. one. Yeah, so they're like two hours long. Really, really good. Uh, for the most part. The Macho Man one was a little, like, kind of painted him in a negative light. So there was some backlash uh, on them for that. Yeah. But other than that, like, the Shawn Michaels one was really great. Uh, they also have this new show where they're going and it's like they're hunting for hidden treasures, like WWE items. Okay. Costume pieces and props, like Mankind's mask and Kane's first mask and, you know, <laughs> Booker T's cape from King Booker and all that. So they got that going. And then also on Vice is the Dark Side of the Ring series. Yes. Which is just incredible. This is season three. And so far they did a two-part show on Brian Pillman. My brother Christopher texted me about that. And he said, I'm watching the Pillman Dark Side. And he said, holy crap. I was like, dude, like, it's his life. I'm shocked he lasted as long as he Yeah. I mean, he was... He was, he was, he battled some demons. That dude was on another planet. Yeah. They did uh, Nick Gage, which he's like a famous mm-hmm. deathmatch wrestler. He famously got injured in a deathmatch and they had to send a helicopter to lift him out of there. He died for like seven minutes mm-hmm. and they brought him back. He robbed a bank. He uh, just, wild story. Sad life. Yeah, Nick Gage. Has well, I mean, you know, tormented he, life. I think if you would ask him, he'd say, "Yeah, there's some messed up stuff has has happened, but I keep going. Yeah, I'm happy now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've I've not, I've not got gotten to watch the documentaries. I've, I've seen you know people talk about them on Twitter mm-hmm. and and social media, all that. And I, especially, I'm sad that I've missed out on the Shawn Michaels one. I, I feel like I have been so just so out of touch with wrestling. I hear like you. My finger has not been to the pulse. I hear you. With anything. I 100% agree with that. and But I, I love all the documentaries. Like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And the WWE Network, they still have their own documentary series. Like, they just did one on um, uh, uh, Priest. What's his name? Damien Priest. Damien Priest. Yeah, yeah, they did one on him. He That one was really good. They did one about Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels that uh, I yeah. loved. It was like when Kevin Nash first came in as Diesel and he was the bodyguard mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I love that stuff. And I firmly believe that the true story of professional wrestling, the behind-the-scenes stuff, is a thousand times more entertaining than any of the product that they have, oh, especially yeah. today. Yeah. Like, they sh- they should be making movies about the Montreal Screwjob. Like, Hell yeah, All of should. that stuff. Absolutely. They yeah. Should. Like, all that stuff is fascinating. That's why these documentaries are so great. Like, The Dark Side of the Ring did a Montreal Screwjob episode. There's been tons of, you know, podcasts and documentaries done on that whole thing. Oh, yeah. But all that stuff to me is just so entertaining and so fascinating and just so much more dramatic than the than the product, than what you see on TV. I would agree. And, and I would say, you know, to piggyback on what you said about the documentaries are so much better. But I'm even finding that, like, Miz and Mrs. is more exciting to watch than WWE Raw. See, I don't watch Miz and Mrs. I'm shocked you don't. Because you liked the Bellas for a while. I did, but... And it's Miz. It's it's your guy. It's so fake, though. Like, oh, it is. You can tell. It's, it's, it's so, like, planned out and scripted, and they're putting on a show. Like, I But what's that. crazy is their planned out and scripted is better than WWE Raw is right oh, now. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I watch NXT uh, if, if I'm able to catch it, like, when it's happening. And I'll go back and watch NXT. But other than that, any other wrestling product 
Raw, SmackDown, and SmackDown's pretty good still. Uh, you know, especially uh, Raw's the the worst show. It is so under bad. WWE. You know what's and sad? it's supposed to be the brand. I still have it on in the background on Monday nights because just it's just, habit. It's just what you, know, you do. It's what I've done for twenty something yeah. years, you know. Yeah. So I just do it and a lot of times I don't pay attention and a lot of times when I do I'm like shaking my head because it's so <laughs> terrible. Uh, and SmackDown, you know, if I have nothing else that I'm trying to watch and I'm bored, I'll turn SmackDown on. Yeah. You know, uh, I haven't watched NXT in a long time. NXT is, is the wrestling is there, the story is there, the passion is there. And Triple H is there. It's Re H and Regal, you know, basically running the show and they don't like the hokey crap that Vince likes. And they don't like... It's not all about the big muscle guys like Vince likes. Like, H and Regal are like, talent is what gets a belt on you, not your size. Yeah. You know, if you're good in the mic and in the ring and a great character and you're, you're putting... It's not all about the money. It's about, like, this kid's just good. You know, like, Vince McMahon would probably look at someone like Gargano, well, he already has, and said, ah, but... In NXT, he's a god. He's Shawn Michaels in NXT. I mean, we love him because H... I, I, and I cannot believe that multiple times I have said this to you, not on a podcast, but like in text, like, as sad as this sounds is I can't wait to see what's after... Yeah, I know what you mean. Without saying yeah. it. I can't wait yeah. to see what's after Vin. So, I, 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 you know, I watch NXT, man. But especially have stopped watching AEW completely since that pay-per-view we watched. Since the, the Miss explosion. I have not <laughs> watched one episode since that pay-per-view. I did catch uh, 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 Rusev against Darby Allen. I saw that. Sting was there, so I caught that. Poor Sting. Oh. <laughs> uh, enough said about that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just lost its appeal, man. The the splendor's gone because I feel like nobody takes it seriously. It's just a joke. It's it's so different than what we grew up with. And it's just not good anymore, man. It's just not entertaining and it's never going to be back to the way it was you know, unless something crazy happens like post fence. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, something crazy that shakes up the world. But I still love the inner workings of the business. I yeah. still love the storytelling aspect of it. And when it's good, when it's really good, I love it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Like Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main event WrestleMania, man, that I hadn't felt like that about wrestling in a long time. Yeah. That match made me feel something. Yeah. And that's what it's all about to me. Like I just want to feel something. I want to be excited about something or someone. Yeah. And more often than not, I don't get that. So yeah, it's tough to be a wrestling fan right now. It is. I started watching Jupiter's Legacy. Ooh. Have you seen it all? Not not a single thing. I'm in I'm on episode three. I think you're gonna like it. Okay. It's it it's real like Umbrella Academy and the boys have done real. But real in a different form as in like it's it's so it's good. Okay. It's really good. Okay. And I've got to say, I like because kind of piggybacking on that, Madison and I, we, we finished Supernatural. Yeah. So she was like, what's next? She fell in love with it. And, and I got to, I, I've said it, I think on here, talking to Logan on the road so far, I I fall in love with her, watching her fall in love with what I have fallen in love with. Yeah. Like seeing her, I got to visually watch her fall in love with Supernatural the way I felt. Yeah. 
And she fell in love with Umbrella Academy, especially Klaus. She loved Klaus. Yeah. And I was like, I told you, you'd love Klaus. I told you. I love Klaus too. <laughs> um, uh, she loves that she's like, this is different and real. And it seems more real this way. And then we just finished season one of The Boys. And she didn't, she hasn't like, this is fantastic, like she did for Supernatural or Umbrella Academy, but she's, she likes it. She's like, it's different. And I do really like it, but it's so brutal. And she's not big on Ooh. brutal. Season two might be tough for her. I just and I and I in my uh, in my sickness, just getting over the stomach flu, which I had never had in my life. I did not know what it could do to you. Mm-hmm. I've heard people have it. I did not know how debilitating it is. Yes, <laughs> like sir. what what pissed me off about having it was I we have spent more than the last year in masks escaping a pandemic, a, a, a virus, a very smart, evolving virus. And then I, I, I spend this more than a year in a mask, healthier than I ever have. Like, obviously not weight speaking, but like, I didn't even get my yearly sinus. In. I didn't either. And I was like, that's odd that that happened. Yeah. Because we were masked up in the winter. And that's just odd how that works. You know me, dude. I get that like <laughs> yeah. two to three times yeah. a year. I yeah. haven't at like all. My annual, my yearly Thanksgiving sinus infection, Thanksgiving came and went. And I was like, that's funny how that works. Yeah. And then I get vaccinated. And two weeks after my final vaccine, even the CDC was like, it's safe. Take off your mask. You've been vaccinated. Three days later stomach flu i'm still masking up dude i was like what in god's i was like this is there's a lesson to be taught here that even though i'm vaccinated from covid and even though like things are looking up you know i took my mask off and three days later stomach flu good grief i was like there's something i'm not gonna get into it i'm not gonna get too political here but there's something to be said there so I, I rewatched season two of The Boy because I knew we're going to get there pretty quick. There are only eight episodes. And yeah, I, I you know, Maddie will probably hear this before she sees any of season two. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> it's so much more brutal. I've forgotten how much more brutal it was yeah. than season one. Dude, it was a bit much for me. You know? I know. Like, I, like, I caught myself going. I'm a little squeamish sometimes. Like, that's brutal, the, man. And I don't know if it's that I'm 32 now. But things I used to just be like, that's gnarly. Yeah. I'm kind of like, ugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's old age or what it I is. I think it is. I'm the same I, way. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know if I had to do that. Like, I, I want to spoil anything. Yeah. But like, there's, you know, the one time when the crazy thing happens like repeatedly, like mm. all over the place. Yes. That, to me, I was starting to get like a little uncomfortable. Like, okay, it's stop. like, yeah. Rule of three. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, we've gotten through it and... And she's already like, you know, like, well, what's after the boys? And, I, and I'm pondering. And you know what I haven't started her on? What's that? The Office. <gasps> what? I was like, let's. And so so in my mind, I'm like, that's next. Let's calm things down. <laughs> let's just, let's bring the temperature down a bit. Because we went Supernatural, Umbrella Academy, the boys. I was like, let's calm things down a little bit. Let's go to The Office. Let's laugh. Yeah. Some. The Office, for a lot of people, it takes a bit. It does. You know, to get into it. I got into it because I was low-key watching season three. Uh, former roommate of mine, Tucson, he was... Well, Michael, I should say. Uh, <laughs> he's not Tucson. Yeah, he's Michael. Michael Reeves now. Um, but he uh, he was a big fan of The Office. 
and he had season three DVDs playing, and uh, I was kind of watching. I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And then I started the whole thing over, and season one's kind of eh, mm-hmm. but now it's one of my all-time favorite shows. To get myself in the mood and to learn some things so I can pull that quintessential Tyler move of, did you, guess what, like where I can go tap room. Like, fun fact, I've been listening to Brian Baumgartner's podcast, okay. The Office Deep Dive. And I've been listening to... Uh, the Office Ladies? Yes. I love the stuff that I'm learning. Like, I just listened to the him and Creed's episode. He just sat Creed Bratton down. And the funnest stuff he'd like. He, you know, most of the stuff that Creed stories or like, yeah, we heard this about Creed. Like, fun fact, a lot of that was his life as a guitarist <laughs> is the grassroots. Like, some of those stories, like, he didn't murder anybody in real life, obviously. But, like, I was like, man, like, that's cool. Like, that's so cool. Like, I just... I absorb that stuff, and I freaking love that kind of stuff. But that's what I'm listening right now. The Office Deep Dive. Kevin. Other than that, man, I, I have just been looking forward 100th episode recording Yes, with sir. Um, yes, sir. Well, you know, we, we sat down and we talked about, you know, bringing you out of the field, you know, as a correspondent and, and bringing the doc uh, back into the fortress. And, yeah. and what better way to do it than with episode. Yeah, very special. Very, very special. Very special. And... I, when we talk about like what to talk about, it just kind of felt natural to talk about the stream wars yeah. that are still going on. I mean, since we last talked, we've lost one, we're in the merger of one, and we've gotten a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's crazy. But for, before we get to all that, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about a nerd kids. I've I, missed this so I, much. I, I know. These I know. always crack me up. I know. Uh, so came up with one the other day when I was. Uh, I happened to be the TV on in the background while I was cleaning. Grease was on, and tell me about it, stud. Uh, yeah, Grease was on, and Eugene. There was a scene with Eugene where the T-Birds are picking on Eugene in the hallway, and I was like, I hate nerd caricatures. And then it just hit me. I was like, nerdicatures. <laughs> okay, nerdicatures are the overtop ways that people portray nerds in artistic. Form. For instance, drawing nerds with gaps in their teeth, big frame glasses, button-ups. Like if you were to go to a caricature artist in Gatlinburg or Myrtle Beach, anywhere, and say, I need you to draw me a car- uh, a nerd. Just draw me a nerd. They're going to draw suspenders and the gap in the teeth and the pocket protectors. And Well, there is a reason that our logo contains the glasses. Yeah, we do kind of rely on the nerdicature a little bit. <laughs> but... Um, or, or in Greece, Eugene, or of course, the most famous nerd of all, Steve Urkel. Did I do that? I mean, nerdicature. I mean, I know they exist for a reason. But modern day nerds are more like Stefan. Yes, I modern mean, day nerds. Look at us, for example. Huh? Exactly. Huh? Exactly. They could eat us up. <laughs> you could just... Kids, if you don't know about Steve Urkel and Stefan, Google it. Go to YouTube. Family Matters. Check it out. Steve Urkel and Stefan. So that is your nerdcabulary word for this episode. Nerdicature. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> like, I am so sick and tired of people relying on this cliche nerdicature. Unacceptable. Of my kind. My people. It's unacceptable. We deserve better. We do deserve better. I mean, you know who else is a nerd? Henry Cavill. Yeah. Huh? Hunk. <laughs> Hunk. 
So let's nerds need to start looking more like him because yeah. I mean in this day and age everybody's flocking to the box office for the MCU or the new Batman movie. So and I mean people that even picked on us high school yeah. and middle school oh, they are yeah. now quoting Tony Stark in yeah. the MCU. So nerdicature is might be an outdated word to be honest. That that caricature might not exist anymore. now. It's probably shaggy hair. Marvel shirt or DC t-shirt, jeans, ripped jeans, converse, you know, vans, vans, something like that. So it has evolved a bit, the nerdicature. No Crocs. No, no Crocs. No, no Crocs. So why don't we get to a little bit of nerdly news? Let's do it. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. Thanks for that lovely intro there, Bethann, uh, my sister-in-law. Uh, that was pretty cool. And let's move on to some nerdly news. Okay, first item on the list here. Very exciting. There's a new Batman animated series in the works. Uh, this has been announced recently by Matt Reeves, I guess. Uh, it's going to be from Bruce Tim and J.J. Abrams. DC's Dark Knight is officially headed back to the world of animated television. Warner Brothers has given a straight-to-series order to Batman, Caped Crusader, a new animated series that is set to debut on both HBO Max and Cartoon Network. The series is expected to bring an all-new reimagining of the Batman mythos with the help of Bruce Timm of the original Batman animated series. J.J. Abrams and upcoming The Batman's Matt Reeves are all involved in this. The series was announced at Warner Media, and it will see a new state-of-the-art animation techniques uh, that are going to be used and technologies that will bring Gotham back to animated television. This is super exciting because we were kids who grew up watching the uh, Batman animated series back in the day. And for the longest time, this show alone is what held the... Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. To a lot of people. Look, I love the Spider-Man animated series and I loved X-Men, but Batman was better oh, than both of those. I mean, it was just... Because it played off of the Bat the Batman... Keaton's Batman. It played after that. Hmm. But we still had... Uh, Elfman's entrance yep. songs and his music was still so you, you kind of had this feeling that this was what happened after Keaton's Batman this was the road afterwards and uh, it kind of however I will say this when listen, when closing my eyes and listening to Kevin Conroy's Batman from the animated series mm -hmm. do you know who I now physically see as Batman? Ben Affleck Ben Affleck he's the best animated Conroy's voice to physical appearance Yeah, is Affleck. He's been the best to bring that yeah. for me. This new series I'm excited for, but I'm I'm not a huge J.J. Abrams fan. Uh, I know that there's this huge exclusive deal with Bad Robot, his publication company, uh, with HBO Max and DC, and he's setting out to like bring us Justice League Dark and Constantine back to the DCU. He's going to do all this continuitous stuff with HBO Max that will then play into the movies. Because you know, now, in 2021, DC wants to pull the Marvel formula out of their ass. Now, in 2021, they want to do this. So he and Bad Brad Robot Productions is, is going to do this. And, and I think it's great. But Matt Reeves is also involved. Matt Reeves that's bringing us Robert Pattinson's Batman mm -hmm. to life next Very year. Very excited. Very excited. No, I'm not... I'm not angry 
So what does that mean? Is this the universe that Matt Reeves is about mm-hmm. to build mm-hmm. in animated form and his patents and voicing him? The ears in the picture looks like a 1970s in a Batman. Okay. Very classic. I don't know if you've seen the picture. They're the big out to here. They look kind of like Wolverines. Oh, okay. A little bit. They're not straight up and they're not shorter. Gotcha. They're the big, long, very cartoonish, very okay. theatrical. Uh, even bigger and more curvy than the original animated series. Um, I'm very interested in it, but at the same time, I'm skeptical because I have, as a DC guy... I have been very embarrassed as of late with what Warner Brothers has done to the blue brand. Right. Um, so I'm hesitantly excited. I, I guess just I just googled one. the uh, picture you were talking about. Yeah, it, it does look like Wolverine a little bit. It's odd. Yeah. Yeah. When's this supposed to happen? When? Uh, there's no no other there's no other details of like dates or anything, but they just announced it at like their Warner Media upfront. Gotcha. Uh, but the three of them being involved, I feel like that's a lot of mine involved. Because J.J. likes things J.J.'s way. I would imagine Matt Reeves likes things Matt Reeves' way. And I'm just Bruce Tim who brought us the original series. So three different big minds trying to team up to bring us the greatest IP that DC has. Arguably, arguably the greatest IP yeah. from DC Comics. I would agree. So it's it'll be interesting. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. One of DC's most popular Elseworlds tales is officially getting the film. WB has confirmed that an Injustice animated movie will be one of the next titles in the studio's slate of animated films spinning out of the popular video games and comic series of the same name. They also announced that an advanced sneak peek of the film will be available as part of the upcoming home release for Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. No other details surrounding the project, including a voice cast or release date, are available at this time. You played the games. Absolutely. Uh, I love that. I'm waiting patiently for a, a third to drop. I would imagine a DC fandom will... I would imagine we'll get the announcement released. I don't see why I don't just bring in the voice cast of Rosenbaum as The Flash, uh, Conroy as Batman, uh, whatever his name is, who plays Superman, Tim or Tom or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. I don't know why they don't just do that. Yeah. I mean, that's who we associate with the Injustice storyline through the games. Yeah. Is those, I'd just bring that voice I would do it in. too. And I'm excited because this is a brutal story that not a lot of people know about. Not, definitely mainstreamers do not know about the Injustice, about Superman flipping his lid because mm-hmm. the Joker kills Lois. Yeah. And turning all fascistic and just, it's DC Civil War. Yeah. Um, which... You know, we've seen Marvel Civil War in comics and games, and this is DC so Pretty much. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm too. I'm very... And it's... It, you know, it talks about a sneak peek. I'm very excited for the long Halloween animated movie. Me too. I, I've seen a little snippets, and Jensen Ackles is Batman. I'm excited. He's already been Red Hood. It's only right that he's also Batman. Um, We're going to get uh, Catwoman in the purple suit, And you, probably. you notice who's Catwoman's voice? I didn't... This is the last thing Naya recorded. Oh before no she died. way! She, oh, in a long Halloween, and I bet she kills it too. Oh, in the clip, she talk, she's talking to him and Dent, and I was like, <gasps> Naya, man. Oh, I was like, I'm gonna cry just watching Batman. I just recently saw um, on YouTube her doing "Don't Rain on My Parade" on Glee, 
when it was Rachel and the dude from Twilight, mm. the doctor guy, and she busts in and she sings and she's basically mocking Rachel. Yeah. And I'd completely forgotten about that in the show, but I was like, man, Naya. But she does it so she well. She was awesome. I love, I loved her. All right, moving on. In a recent interview with Men's Health, Kevin Feige talks about his regrets with whitewashing the Ancient One in the MCU's Doctor Strange. If you're an avid reader of the pages of Doctor Strange, you know that the Ancient One is actually an elder Tibetan man. However, in the movie, it's a Celtic woman, played by award-winning actress Tilda Swinton. Uh, initially defending the decision, Feige now says otherwise. What do you think, Tyler? I, when the trailer first came out, I had not read a lot of Doctor Strange mm -hmm. before the movie came out. However, I knew who the Ancient One was. Right. And I was like, that's a bold choice. I was like, I, I don't mind the mix changing gender. I was like, but she's a white woman, too. I wouldn't have minded a Tibetan woman. Like, that would have, to me, been more, let's change the game, guys. Let's make the ancient one a woman, but at least still Tibetan. A ancient Tibetan city having white Celtic ancient one to me. And as much as I love Tilda Swinton, Curious Cage of the Button, the Narnia series, Jada. But <laughs> it was I. However, though, in my mind at the time, I did. It, I never thought anything about it. I, but I think that's the product of us being white men, middle class nerds. We yeah. really, it's not really a big deal to us. It's yeah. fine. You just we get to watch it. Exactly. Next. We That's get to watch true. it happen. Yeah. But I would imagine at the time too the the people that she that the ancient one represents in the comics were probably like, What the hell, man? Yeah. Like that's not That's the probably ancient true. One. Yeah. Uh, there's a little more here to this part. Uh, we thought we were being so smart and so cutting edge, Kevin Feige says in his interview with Men's Health. While talking about the upcoming Chang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings as star, how do you say this? Simu Liu. Simu Liu will appear on the next issue. He added, We were not going to do the cliche of the wise and old Asian man, but it was a wake up call to say, But is there any other way to learn? Is there any other way to both not fall into the cliche and cast an Asian actor? The answer we now know is yes. Which is true. I mean, and he makes a very valid point of saying, like, there's only really one way to learn. You can't ask somebody to learn it with time and experience. Right. But he's apologetic. So, moving on, speaking of the MCU, they took home some golden popcorn at the 2021 MTV Awards this past week. In Best Fight, they won uh, with WandaVision, naturally. That finale fight was epic. Mm -hmm. Best Show, WandaVision. Yes, sir. Best hero, Anthony Mackie is Captain America. Yes, sir. Uh, best on-screen duo, obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier. Best villain, Catherine Hahn and WandaVision. Of course. And best TV performance, we said it in our WandaVision Wednesdays, Elizabeth Olsen and yep. WandaVision deserved yep. all the awards. She did. Because every episode was a different Elizabeth Olsen. Yep. And it was so well done. So congratulations to them. Yeah. It was also very exciting to see an award show happening again with people there. And yes, there were masks and there was masks at the red carpet, but an award show with people there and people getting to walk in at awards. After WrestleMania, and now this, I'm like, okay. It's happening. It's happening slowly but surely. Yep. And then come your birthday will be our first time back at the theater. After the last one we saw was Birds uh, of Prey. Birds of Prey. And the next one we'll see is Black Widow. Yes. 
That's too long for us to go without sitting in a theater. It's been a long time. <laughs> okay, uh, next one. Adult Swim is harnessing the streaming prowess of its original flair with four short-form spinoffs from beloved titles Rick and Morty, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot Chicken, and Pretty Faces Going to Hell. I've never seen that last mm, one. Never heard of that one. All four new series are based on characters from or inspired by the four shows with each mini spinoff set to consist of between eight and ten episodes, all of which will be available across global digital platforms. So, truth time. I do not like Rickon. No! What? And I know this is probably going to blow minds across the, the podcast world, but no, I just, I don't. I don't like it. Oh, come on, man. I don't man. find it that funny. I don't... It's weird. It is weird. No, I'm not talking about the show. That it's, or it's weird, weird that you don't that like I it? I don't like it. Because it falls in, you know, the quotability of it falls within the Tyler spectrum, the voice acting ability of it, you know, like, you know, like people are doing... You know, I don't know, man. Like, oh, you know, and, and, you know it's, it's, oh, it's Dr. Scott and, you know, Marty. Basically, Doctor Brown. Doctor Brown, yes, Doctor <laughs> Brown and Marty from Back to the Future, in an animated form with adult storylining and and just out, it's just outrageous and I should like it. A lot of it's supposed to be like Shock TV, but the animated version of Shock. TV. And I think that I got through Shock TV with Family South Park and South Park, and I was like, I've been shocked with animated things. And I don't know, like that. When we were doing American Idiot, and I told Alex Cooper that, like I just don't like it. He was like, "What? No, come on!" Man. Like he didn't talk to me for an entire rehearsal. No. It killed. It just killed him. That I. It's was so like, good, man. Did you see the Pickle Rick episode? No. The Pickle Rick episode is a masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> is it? Yes, I'm Pickle Rick. Oh. <laughs> I'll give it another try, but. But I did love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I never really watched. Is that the one with Meatball? Yeah. No, oh, no, that's crazy, man. Oh. No, that's just absolutely crazy. So crazy. Robot Chicken, I think, is the hokiest, silliest thing ever. But it's it's and it's funny. It's okay. How can you say that is the hokiest stuff and love Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> like, but in the, on the same thing, like sitting on the other side of the fence, how can I love Robot Chicken and not like Rick and Morty? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Double whammy. It's weird. And and Pretty Face going to hell, both of us have never even seen yeah, it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no idea. Good luck. But hey, you. Adult Swim entering the streaming spinoff stuff. Jeez. Why not? Upcoming American epic fantasy, Wheel of Time, has been renewed for season two at Amazon as season one is just wrapping production. The series is based on Robert Jordan's novel series of the same name and is produced by Sony Pictures Television and Amazon Studios with Rafe Judkins serving as showrunner. Fun fact about the show, my cousin Taylor Napier will be playing Maxim, the warder leading training for the White Tower. Maxim is based on the character Owen from the book, so I'm very excited uh, to see him show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, got to see Taylor not too long ago, pre mm. Actually, no, I got to see him during the Our great aunt, his grandmother, my great aunt, passed away pandemic. So, that was the last time I saw him. I uh, got to talk to him at the funeral. Uh, so, very uh, excited to see that 
uh, show. I've been waiting for it. I've read some of the books. I think, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I think I like it. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Um, and congratulations to the cast and crew. Congratulations, Taylor. Uh, we've already discussed after season one drops, he's going to come on the show and talk about it a little bit. So we, another thing we're going to have to add to the watch list <laughs> when it comes out. Uh, but I'm very excited, so congratulations to the cast of Wheel of Time. Bet you didn't see this news coming. John Cena has got the nerds a-talking with a troll-like post on Instagram. All it includes is a single post of the thing in Funko Pop form with no caption. Is this John Cena doing his typical trolling thing that he likes to do, like, oh, heel turn? Uh, or is this worth speculation that... He might be being approached to play the thing in the MCU's Fantastic Four. Your thoughts? I don't want John Cena. I don't thing. either. And this is nothing against John Cena. Right. Like, the little bit I've seen him as Peacemaker in the mm -hmm. trailer for the Suicide Squad, I freaking can't wait to see him as oh, yeah. Peacemaker. And he's now he's getting his own show. He's, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to be great. But he would be the only person to play both sides at the same time time that successfully the thing and peacemaker because he's getting his own show for the peacemaker already yeah it just seems impossible and i think he's doing his his troll thing yeah kind of like he used to troll us all the time on the mic in the ring yeah but if it is it's whatever it's not my choice for the thing me neither but you know if i bet if he did it he'd be good yeah i'm sure you know. he's a talented guy he is you know i never loved john cena the wrestler the you know the yeah babyface the character Superman you know I never never cared for that but the guy is is super talented funny guy um, so he'll he, he'll be great in whatever he does but yeah I would prefer for it to not be absolutely but then again I don't have anybody else and I don't either but time will tell but Disney Plus has rocked our Halloween loving hearts with confirmation of Hocus Pocus two along with tweets from the original three sisters confirming their returns. I feel like we have talked about Hocus Pocus 2 on the news before. We've talked it's about like, it multiple times. This has been speculated on, it's yeah. been rumored It's forever. just been this growing ball of like speculation, but Sarah, oh, but we, oh, but Bet's this age, and oh, would they really do it? Would it be straight to, you know, we, we've, it's been in the, our news segment multiple times. I met Kathy and Jimmy at a convention um, a couple years ago, one of the last ones I went to, and at her Q&A, I did ask her, I said, I know you're probably asked this. Every single time you do this, Hocus Pocus 2, what's the deal? She was like, yeah, we do get asked that a lot. And she was like, I'm all for it. I really want to do it. But if they're going to do it, they need to make it happen soon because we're not getting any younger. And that was basically what she said. And I think that's that's what's going to play in. Disney Plus is the perfect opportunity for this to happen. Um, and, you know, it's just a little, I'm a little apprehensive because Hocus Pocus is a classic. People mm -hmm. love it, you know, and... Adding on to that... And it still has rewatchability. Absolutely. Every year on Halloween, I watch it. It's got to it's gotta be good, guys. You know? Don't mess this up. What if Zach's kid is the reason they're brought back? That or the, the little sister the little might sister. be involved. Or maybe something happens to Zach and the little sister lights the candles to see if Winifred can bring Zach back. Ooh. Why would she, though? Probably. You know, anybody can... Everyone's willing to make a deal, Derry. Oh, everybody's you know. got a prize. Um, as long as Binks is in, man. Well, but Binks went to heaven with his I sister know, Emily. But if the Sandersons are back, 
He, they're his unfinished business. I just want to see Billy, the... The, the boyfriend. The zombie boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's Doug Jones, one of the nicest uh, actors ever. Everything's Doug Jones. I love Doug Jones. <laughs> I know. Have you? Did you ever watch Shape of Water? Yes, I did. Oh, it was I so I watched good. it for the reason of Doug Jones yeah. and the physical acting. Doug Jones is one of my favorite people that I've encountered at conventions. He's just such a loving He basically person. played the same character in Hellboy. But yep. <laughs> So yeah, Doug Jones, I'm a big fan, and I tweeted him about getting a theater job and asked for advice, and he responded. I can't remember what he said, but I'm sure it was good. I'm excited about it too. I really Me am. too. I really am. But I'm a Halloween fan. Me too. Favorite holiday. Absolutely. Ugh. All right, next news item. The Batgirl movie has found its director, or rather in this case, directors. Adil L. R. B. and Bilal Fala. Sorry, I butchered those. The duo behind the 2020 hit Bad Boys for Life have closed the deal to steer Warner Brothers DC feature centering on Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon. Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee and is in the Warner's fold with her screenwriting on Birds of Prey and The Flash, penned the script for what is being planned as a movie for HBO Max. Kristen Burr, who is gearing up for the release of Cruella this month, is producing. The project previously had Joss Whedon on board as writer and director. Whedon came on in March 2017 but left in April of 2018, plea for the best, Mm. at the time stating that he failed at cracking the story. Yeah, that's the reason. Well, (laughs) that's the reason he left. Failed at cracking the story. Probably not the fact that he had a failed Justice League movie. (laughs) I'm excited about Batgirl. I have, I think, a few times talked about my friend Heather Wake out in California, the perfect Barbara Gordon. She even has her own YouTube series that's pretty, pretty dadgum successful where she plays Batgirl. Okay. Um, she'd be fantastic. I'm sure they already have somebody in mind. I'm excited to see it happen. Uh, it, But again, as I said earlier, careful speculation and, and trepidation when it comes to DC titles for a while. Yeah. Because I'm just like, okay, well, which universe is it in? But I mean, exactly. So that's what I mean. Is it going to be connected to Birds of Prey and all those? It's going to be part of the DC EU, right? Yeah, but okay. technically, and, and and I again, my theory on how they fix the say we are the DC multiverse. Earth 1 is, Earth 2 is, yeah. Earth 3 is, yeah. Earth 4 is. That's the DC multiverse. But just let us know that. Yeah. Like, just pick one. Say, that's that's it. There yeah. is no Earth Prime. There is no, you know, like, we're about to play with the multiverse in Marvel. But it's all been cotton strong from the beginning, from the first Iron Man. So if they just said, like, well, no, there's, the DC is infinite, you know, so. But these movies are Earth 1. These are Earth 2. So let us know where Barbara Gordon sits. Is she attached to the Birds of Prey? And those Earths over here with these movies? Or is she attached to Snyder's universe? Or is this just its own standalone? Or is this Earth 5 now? You know, where it's just Batgirl. Earth 743. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm excited, but again, as I said earlier, it's just... It's hard to be excited. I mean, I can be excited in the moment while I'm watching it. Like, while I watched all four hours and two minutes of the Snyder Cut. Because you've been let down too many times. Exactly. I was excited in the moment, but afterwards I was like, we could have had that. What? Come on, DC. Get it together. I know. I know. 
Last bit of news, WWE returns to live events with a 25-city tour running through Labor Day. The tour starts with the July 16th Friday Night Smackdown at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. You want to go to Houston? I've been to Houston. It is very nice. It's very beautiful. They have a very, you know, cheating baseball team, but... Okay, well, do you want to go back on July 16th? I would go. Actually, no, that's probably... Uh, falls within my summer vacation. Sorry, brother. Our family vacation we're doing outside of North Myrtle Beach. Simple. Simple. All right, so no, no wrestling for us, mm. but... We're going to go to WrestleMania next year. We've already got a hotel booked. As a Cowboys fan, I'm stoked Yeah. to go to Dallas. Yeah. It's a city I've always wanted to go to. It's a, it's a football arena I've always wanted to go to. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's, I've been to Texas, but I've been to San Antonio, Houston, and Galveston. Never been to that part of Texas in Dallas. Uh, I've only been to I'm the excited. airport, so I'm very excited. looking forward to it as well. But mark your calendars. 30 and 30 Podcast is going to be at WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. The room's already booked. So we're kinda, it's basically you know, happening. It's basically happening Come at on. this point. Like, this is the most solid plans we've had all pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's happening, folks. Do you think that our pirate costumes will still apply? If they do <laughs> pirates for three years in a row, no, we need to do Western versions. Pi- so Western versions of the NWO. Of the NWO. Okay, cowboy. We'll be like, we'll be like, too sweet, partner. <laughs> Cowboy Hogan. There you go. Cowboy Hogan. Cowboy Diesel. Hmm. Yeah. Cowboy Diesel. And the bad guy will work. He's the bad guy. Raisin Ramon kind of sounds like a Western He's villain a villain name in anyway. the West. Yeah. We're thinking way too hard about Because you don't want to say Cowboy Scott Hall. That sounds like a bad wrestler in the 80s, though. Cowboy Scott Hall. We're going to we're gonna <laughs> keep thinking about this. Absolutely. We'll get back to you. But, dude, live... Crowds are slowly coming back to WWE. Yeah. Movie theaters are opening up. Award shows are having audiences and accepting awards live as opposed to... I'm just... There's a light at the end of the uh, tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I remember over a year ago now where I came back from Atlanta. We were about to start the May trip. Yeah. And we were just like, you know, it's an unknown time, but hopefully in a few weeks we'll be out of this. Yeah. Here we are. One year later. <laughs> yeah. It was at that moment they realized <laughs> they would not be out of it. <laughs> but I'm excited, man. Uh, wrestling's coming back. I'm just so much news to talk about. Um, what have we missed? Let us know. Uh, hashtag 30 and nerdy pod on Twitter. Uh, we're going to step away for a quick commercial break and then come back with the topic of the show, Stream Wars 4. Da-da-da. My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you haunting and horrific reveries about missing people and senseless murders. I also interview survivors and people seeking justice for themselves or a loved one. New episodes come out every Monday morning, and sometimes you'll get bonus episodes on Thursdays. Wherever you're listening to this current podcast right now, you can find Reverie True Crime. (laughs) 
Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, and we are on to the topic of choice, and that is the Stream Wars. They are still going strong. Since we last talked, we have lost a stream, gained a stream, and seen somewhat of a merger of stream. We, we, we lost the Quibi stream app. May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace. Good idea. You know, everybody is on their phone. I got I got what they were going with, like sure. in-minute movies, shows, and stuff like that. Poor execution. Uh, we saw the merger. Uh, we saw the, the disappearance of the WWE Network into the Peacock. Yeah. And that sounds trepidatious. Uh-huh. Are we not happy? Not really. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. And we saw the, the addition of Paramount Plus. Yeah. A new... A new Paramount exclusive streaming service. Yeah. So let's 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 break down where we stand in the stream wars. Who's leading? How we can tell who's and stuff like that with numbers. And and the doctor himself, he's who I go to for numbers, and he has got the breakdown for where are we heading, Doc. All right. So we're going to talk specifically about eight of the big names in streaming services. Okay. I figured we would just start with the big daddy, mm. the, the the ruler, the number one streaming Unstoppable. service. Unstoppable. And that's the Netflix. Mm. Okay. Netflix, everybody's got Netflix, right? Yeah. You know? Uh, currently, as of, well, as of April of this year, Netflix stands at 208 million subscribers, <laughs> leading the battle, leading the war Good in the streaming Lord. wars. So how about you? How often do you use your Netflix account? Well, let me see here. I am currently watching Jupiter's Legacy, which is on Netflix. I took Maddie through Supernatural, which, which is, is on, on Netflix. Netflix. Umbrella Academy, which is on Netflix. Let's see. Um, we have at dinner time, pandemic only, at dinner time, we have completed Madam Secretary, which is on Netflix. Uh, caught Dad up to Grey's Anatomy, which was mostly on Netflix. And The 100... Finished it, started it, and finished it, okay. which is on Netflix, which is really good, actually. So I'm Netflix. You're using it a lot. Daily. Okay, so I have not been using Netflix much at all. Really? The last thing I watched on Netflix was Cobra Kai, mm. which I binged. I got through all, th- what, three seasons yeah. in like uh, nine days or something like that. Loved Cobra Kai. Um, but I haven't been using it beyond that. I mean, it's been weeks since I fired up Netflix, but... Let's talk about some of the things on there that they have that are specific to Netflix that we have loved in the past. Okay, mm-hmm. so obviously, Stranger Things. Season 4 will happen eventually. Very soon, <laughs> hopefully, we're going to get more Stranger Things. Uh, they just released the Army of the Dead remake. Did you watch Boy, it? Zach. And you know, I, I have not watched it yet, but you know the fun fact about that movie? Batista's in. It is the Snyder Cut. They let Zach do anything they bloody well wanted. Okay. And they actually tweeted out... Today, as we're recording this morning, after it dropped, they said, fun fact about our, about this movie is this is the Snyder's. I was like, drop okay. the mic, Netflix. Okay. Go right ahead. I do plan to watch that. Me too. They've also released Shadow and Bone, which looks really good. It looks good. I haven't watched it yet. It's on, I've added it to my it's list. It's on my list as yeah. well. Uh, Queen's Gambit I did not watch, but it I heard good. good things. It was good. The Dirt, which was like the uh, Motley Crue movie. I watched it. I loved it. Uh, Don't watch it around your parents. Okay. Watched it with my father-in-law. My mother-in-law was in the room, and about two minutes in, she said, well, I'm going to have to get up and go somewhere else. (laughs) It made her a little uncomfortable. Uh, So that one is not for the kids and not for anyone that you uh, are going to be bashful in front of. Uh, The Witcher, 
Of course. Oh, love it. We love that. Can't We're waiting wait on some more of that. Two. Uh, you've already talked about Jupiter's legacy. Uh, pretty soon, Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe. I know. He-Man and all that. I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, I mean, we all know about the greatness of Tiger King. Sure. So we need some... <laughs> you don't like Tiger You don't like Tiger uh, King? I got a few episodes in, and I was like, I oh, lost brain cells. I thought it was this. riveting. These people exist. It was riveting. And wow. you know what's sad is a lot of those people, and I mean like the very redneck... Just the the pandemic killed a lot of the wrong people, <laughs> in my honest opinion. Like I used to joke, like Dwight said in the office, "This world needs a new uh, plague." Plague. We got it, and a lot of the wrong people died. Kind older people. John Prine. John Prine died. Oh, but some Joe Id- Diffie. So literally, some idiot at work today told me that it was a shame I got vaccinated because now I'm being controlled by the chip. And he was dead serious that has now been put into my arm. Well, at least we'll be controlled together. And I was just like, I can't talk about this on the clock. Like, I was like, dude, I'm literally like, what do you want to sample? <laughs> That's all I asked. It was... Um, so, you know, uh, Tiger King was, was, it was, wasn't my cup of tea, but you, you forgot Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, of course. Yeah. And there's going to be at least one season more three. season of that. We know that there's three novels, so. And a Netflix account is going to cost you anywhere from $9 to $18. I do not know the differences in the prices. What's, what's on your library? The, the more expensive you, the, if you get the $18 one. You get multiple uh, screens. Okay. So, like, if I had an, the McDaniels had an account, Nolan could watch in New York, Mom could watch in her room, I could watch in my room. Yeah. Three screens. Gotcha. Um, they're going to put more prime, no pun intended, time things on the 18th. People are going to get, like, movies sooner that were in theaters, stuff mm, like that. Okay. Well, I'm is, not sure which version we have, but we have one of, one of the Netflix uh, versions here. Yeah. Uh, so should we move on to the next one? Yes. All right. So the the next streaming service on the list is Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has a whopping 200 million subscribers as of April of this year. And 147 million of those subscribers are in the U.S. alone. Ooh. Yeah. So on Amazon Prime, that's going to cost you $9. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... Does it... If you've got the Prime account, does it come with that already? Yeah, you already okay. get that. So you you can subscribe to Amazon Prime for $9 without having the whole Prime, like, free shipping deal or whatever. Yeah. On Amazon Prime, you get exclusive exclusives like The Boys, uh, uh, the new animated superhero series Invincible by Robert Kirkman, uh, Them, which I have not seen yet, but I hear good things. And there's also a really great movie selection on uh, Amazon Prime. There's also that show, uh, Good Omens or Bad Omens. Bad Omens. It's really good. It's, uh, yeah. it's got uh, the best Doctor Who, which I haven't seen a lot of Doctor Who, but David Tennant is mm-hmm. phenomenal in everything yeah. he touches. Uh, speaking of Netflix, um, we've also binged a show called Broadchurch that he. Okay. It's only three I seasons. I remember you talking about that. Fantastic yeah. show. David Tennant plays Crowley. Good Omen. Bad Omen. So, how often do you use your Amazon Prime account? 
I honestly, when we got to the boys, it's the most I've used it. Sometimes there's a stand-up special. Like, I'll go to bed to stand-up comedy. Yeah. If I'm not going to bed to go to the new season of Practical Joker, um, I'll pick a stand-up on Prime because they have a better stand-up comedy library than Netflix. Um, so next on the list, the third one is Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's a new one relatively. Relatively, it's, yeah. About a year and a half. Uh, it has gone all the way up to 109.3 million subscribers Oof. as of May of this year. Now, we all know about the great things that they've given us so far. We've had The Mandalorian. On day one, we had Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just awesome. Some of the best Star Wars we've had in years. We've got the great uh, Marvel shows. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. WandaVision, which was incredible. We've got Loki coming up. Which drops two days earlier now. Oh, on great. Wednesdays. Loki's going to run on Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for Loki. Uh, so we've got that. Then they've got all the old school movies mm-hmm. and all the old like X-Men and Spider-Man cartoons mm-hmm. are on there. Uh, the Avengers cartoons, which I never got into, but they're on there. Everything Disney. There's a show that's non-Marvel that is Disney that is a, a brought back nostalgic feel new show on Disney Plus that I have. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. The Return of the Mighty Ducks and some and I have not watched it like religiously, but like when the last episode I watched, a bunch of the OG ducks came back to, okay. with his new team, and I was like, oh. There it is. That's why they did it. <laughs> that feeling right there. The 90s ducks came back to help. Gordon Bombay with his new team. And I was like, ugh. But Disney Plus, man, I probably use the... Uh, it would be my personal okay. under Netflix. I think... actually, Well, Emma uses it every day. Yeah. Emma watches all the Mickey Mouse things and, and whatever. Uh, so she uses it a lot. Me personally, you know, when Friday comes around and we know we've got a new episode of Bad Batch or something Marvel or whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm on for that. Otherwise, you know, now and then if I'm like you were talking earlier about like you were cleaning and you put TV on in mm-hmm. the background, I'll do that with Star Wars or something sometimes. Uh, but just for me, I don't use it as much as uh, Hulu and then another one that we'll talk about in a minute. But, yeah, Disney Plus is great, and there's oh, yeah. a lot of things that we oh, get to look forward to for the rest of this year. Oh, yeah. I'm th- uh, I've completed two episodes of that. I think I started the third one. Okay. So I got a little catching up to do. Maybe we can talk a little bit yeah. about it next time. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Yes. This is number four, right? Yes. Uh, number four is the one that I use the most, and it's HBO Max. With 44.2 million subscribers as of April of this year. Uh, Yeah, I didn't expect that it would be my number one streaming service. But right now, it is. I use it every single day because my all-time favorite sitcom, The Big Bang Theory, is on there. Mm -hmm. And I like to watch that before bed. Um, These theatrical releases that we get on HBO Max, when I knew that Wonder Woman was going to be on there, that was the selling point for me. I was like, all right. I'm going to get HBO Max. I want to see Wonder Woman. I wanted to see the Fresh Prince reunion, which was great. Uh, I binged through Fresh Prince already. Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. We got that, of course. All the DC stuff. Have you seen the trailer to the Friends? Not yet. Uh, Yeah, I know about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Looking forward to that. And then we talked earlier about the upcoming new uh, Batman animated series. Yes. So, lots to look forward to. I sort of expected, okay, I'll watch Wonder Woman, then I'll probably cut it off. 
Yeah. But I love it so much. And then we've also had uh, King Kong and Godzilla, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. So many great things. There's a lot more to come. Suicide Squad will be on there. Yeah, in a couple so months. I will definitely be keeping my HBO Max. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> as, as trepidatious as I've been about Warner Brothers and their handling of DC, uh, I do use HBO Max quite a bit. Uh, because, fun fact, they... Uh, have the Impractical Jokers. So, and Q uh, and Murr, uh, another fun fact, are now side hustling for HBO Max as content creators. So, Q actually works in the offices for HBO Max uh, at, uh, when he's not being doing being a tenderloin touring or doing the Impractical Jokers episodes. He works for HBO Max in content creation. So, he's like... Hard pressed to bring back the comic book men. Mm-hmm. He's been on their bunch oh, about yeah. let's bring back comic book men. Yeah, Kevin is on board. Brian is on board. Walt's on board. They would all come back, and you could do it just on HBO Max. So, and he's a DC guy as well. So hopefully that's a step in the right because they've also got a big merger coming up. Uh, AT and T and Warner Brothers and all that is merging with Discovery. Yeah, another big merger. So the stream wars are just crazy, man. But but I'm I'm a fan of HBO Max. Uh, probably more a fan now than I thought I would be. Exactly. Same here. Uh, an HBO Max subscription is going to cost you fifteen bucks, but I think it's well worth it. Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that subscription in my hand. Yes. And we didn't mention Disney Plus. I believe is seven dollars, but yep. you can also get a version that includes uh, ESPN Plus mm-hmm. and. Hulu. Uh, Hulu and all that stuff. So we had some kind of thing where we got it Disney Plus for free from our Verizon. Verizon. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how ours works now, but we've got Hulu as well. So mm-hmm. we probably need so to figure I mean, that out. If you wanted to, you could get ESPN Plus. Well, but we've got the Hulu with no ads. Nice. So I, I don't think that's an option on the Disney Plus one. It's not It's not on uh, option on the trio, Ooh. the bundle. It's not an, an option on the bundle, which sucks because... When we get to Hulu, that's probably my biggest gripe. Yeah. Well, we will get to Hulu uh, after a word from one of our sponsors. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee, with our Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. 
Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. What's up, everyone? This is Adam Leader, Director of Hosts, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And we're back to the 100th episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We're talking Stream Wars 4. We have already broken down Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, Prime, and HBO Max. Right. Moving on to what, Doc? All right, so number five is the Peacock. Yes, Peacock, Peacock. Uh, Let's with talk about it. 42 million subscribers as of April of this year. Uh, a Peacock subscription will cost you $10 for the ad-free version. Uh, you can get a $5 version with ads, which is what I have, but I'm actually only paying uh, $2.50 a month for the first, I don't know, four, five, six months. And because why is that? I had a subscription to the WWE Network, which mm. has been absorbed into the Peacock. It was a billion dollar deal. And I ain't happy about it. I'll tell you what. Uh, it ain't so good, okay? Here's a scoop and he's going to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> so they transferred the stuff over from the network, but they left a lot of stuff out. So, like, all the documentary series and stuff like that. Remember they used to have this show, Table for Three, where yeah. three of the superstars would sit down and have dinner and talk. It was like an interview type thing. I love that. Last time I looked, that was not on there. Uh, Conrad Thompson, the wrestling podcast godfather. If you're a wrestling fan, you know who Conrad is. He had a little video show with Bruce Prichard called Something Else to Wrestle With. Mm. That wasn't on there anymore. They've, you know, censored a lot of things in the transfer over uh, instead of maybe putting up a little notice in the beginning. Hey, this contains blah, 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 blah. This does not reflect the views so, of the WWE. since it's NBC? I guess they so, yeah. censored. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, some stuff missing. The format of the, of the, plat- the, 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 I don't know, the software, whatever you want to call it. Not very easy to manage. Um, the movie selection is okay. There's a lot of, like, random straight-to-DVD movies that you've never heard of on there, like the version of Thor where Kevin Nash played Odin. You know about that? I didn't know. Yeah, that's a thing. That's on there somewhere. Um, They Live with Roddy Piper. Uh, That's on there. I've watched that a couple times on the Peacock. Um, Yeah, and also The Office, which was their big selling point before the WWE Network. They moved The Office from Netflix. Netflix. Over to the Peacock, and they also have the Super Fan episodes, which are like extended versions of yeah. certain episodes they've done seasons one and three. And that's it. Only one and three. There's no other Super Fan episodes yet. Huh. Uh, also, the Saved by the Bell uh, sequel new series. show is on there. I think the original Saved by the Bell is as well. Yeah, and that's about it. That's Ooh. the Peacock. So I use it for the WWE stuff. Uh, and that's it. But it's sitting at number five. That's it, yeah. Do you think a lot of that is wrestling? Ooh, well, the merger happened in March, so I would say definitely that helped. Yeah. Probably sent them over the edge a little bit. 
from yeah. where they were. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next one? Yes. The next one is one that I probably know the least about. This is Apple TV+. Plus. I did have a subscription to that. I got a free year with my with the, iPad yeah. that I got. Anytime you get something new with Apple, you get a subscription for a could year. Could be that it's still going. I could be paying for it. Don't know <laughs> it. Uh, but it's $5 is, uh, is the subscription fee for Apple TV+. Plus. And there's shows on there like, uh, what's the one we talked about? Ted Lasso? Or? Ted Lasso. Yeah. yeah. It's a good show. Okay, that's on there. Steve and Jason Car- Sudeikis. Steve Carell did a show uh, called... Uh, the Morning Show? The Morning Show. That's yeah. uh, Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston's really good show. Really I watched good. the first episode of that. Um, that's then really that all... there's that show with uh, Momoa in it where it's the blind tribaler. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. I see or saw. See, saw. See. It's see. see. Uh, Justin Timberlake did an Apple TV Plus movie. Uh, Palmer. I think Tom Holland did one too. Cherry. Yeah, he did yeah. Cherry. Tom Hanks did Greyhound. Uh, there's a Snoopy in Space show. A oh. Snoopy series. Um, just regular Snoopy, not in space. I think Sesame Street's on there too. Fraggle I Rock. have it. I watched the morning show on it, and I've seen a few episodes of C. Uh, it is probably. I actually, you know, I can't say it's on my bottom out of these because I don't own. I have yet to subscribe to Peacock uh, or uh, one of the next ones we're going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, I, I just use Apple Plus. Okay, uh, the next one is Hulu. Hulu, 39.4 million subscribers, and that's as of March of this year. Uh, Now, of course, you can get the cable add-ons to Hulu, which will cost you like $65 to $71 a month. We do have that option. Um, And then just for the regular streaming service alone, without the cable, it's uh, anywhere from $6, that'd be with ads, or $12 for Mm ad-free. And there's exclusives on there like The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, the new Animaniacs series, which I watched several episodes of and really, really liked. Uh, Letterkenny is on Hulu. Love Letterkenny. There's a new Modoc animated series. Uh, show that I really loved on Hulu. It's several years old now, but 11 63 Did you see that one? I did not. Okay, that one's really good. Uh, it's about uh, it's a, a Stephen uh, King thing. Mm-hmm. This guy goes through this portal back in time to right before the Kennedy assassination. And he's trying to prevent it. It's James Franco. Uh, it's really good. It's like a six-episode miniseries. I was way into that one. Uh, so, yeah, check that one out. And then uh, there's a Billie Holiday uh, movie on there that I've been wanting to see. That's on my list. And then there's also classics like Seinfeld and Golden Girls and King of the Hill. So yeah. all kinds of things on Hulu for you. Another one I would like to suggest, it's a, it's a one-man show. It's like a play-slash-magic show-slash... Uh, in and of itself have you seen uh, it okay. yes highly recommend for a whole night yeah thinking, what the heck it's deep stuff dude it's it's beautiful though uh definitely recommend that one in and of itself give it a shot yes stick it out to the end it's worth it you'll be mind blown yes it's amazing uh so yeah that's hulu my gripe with hulu is I do have the the six dollar version, and I don't want to go up to the twelve dollar version because if you just imagine looking at your list here, if you had all eight subscriptions at the time, <laughs> you might as well pay for cable. Yeah, we do have basically at, all at of that them. point. So uh, 
I'm like, I don't want to pay the $12, so I'll just pay the 6 So I go to bed sometimes also to win, yeah. especially when the news. The commercials, first off, there's, in a short show like Letterkenny, that's 20 minutes long yeah. without commercials, they stretch it to being a 45 to 50 minute experience. So naturally, the majority of it is commercials. And the problem with Hulu is they repeat the same commercials. Oh yeah, they do. Over, over and, and over. over to where I will quote them to the TV as if I'm like D progressive, the, you know, this progressive commercial. <laughs> it's the same progressive commercial every time there's a break. It's just ridiculous. That's my only gripe with Hulu, but Again, like, they're like, we'll just pay the extra $6 a month. Do you use it enough for that $6? No, no. Then, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm with it's you on enough. that. It, it slowly became lowered itself on top stream service. Shall we move on to the last? Yes, the last. The last. The one I, another one I do not own. Paramount Plus. Uh, I found that we do have this one. <laughs> Rebecca subscribed to it so she could watch Ink Master. The oh, thrilling oh. saga of Ink Master. <laughs> of tattoo of <laughs> uh, Well, Paramount Plus has uh, 36 million subscribers as of May of this year. And a Paramount Plus subscription will cost you anywhere from 6 to $10. Okay. I do not know which version we have, but I can tell you what you can get on Paramount Plus. Okay, are you ready for this? Mm. Not only can you get Ink Master, that's right, you heard it here, Ink Master. But also shows from MTV, CBS, BET, Comedy Central. Oh, so you could get like 16 and Pregnant. Probably. <laughs> MTV. Uh, the original Real World is on there. So you can see all the Real World. Like, if you want to go back and see The Miz on the Real World? You can probably catch that on Paramount Plus, people. When I get angry, I have this character called The Miz, the Miz. that comes out. Uh, also, there's a lot of Nickelodeon things on there. Uh, That's a sell point. I have introduced Emma to SpongeBob. Okay. She likes it. She's into it. Uh, Rugrats, and they're doing a new Rugrats series. I saw that, yeah. They've changed up the animation a little bit, you know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to try to get him into that one as well. But yeah, Paramount Plus. And I haven't I really... a lot of Trekkies are happy with Paramount Picard. Plus. They have yes. Picard on there. And there's another Star Trek series. Uh, uh, the, it's an anime, No, well, yeah, they are doing the, that. The Lower Decks But there was another series. one. Sasha from The Walking Dead oh, is on it. I've heard. Most Trek fans, like our dear friend David Horton, yeah. despise that okay. show. Because yeah, they're purists. They're Trekkie purists. Mm. And they hate that mm. show. And I'm like, you know what? I couldn't tell you a thing about it because I saw the Same. I saw I saw a little bit of the original as a kid and yeah. I watched a little bit of the Picard generation of Star Trek. But other than that, I'm just not a. I'm I know it. I'm not either. Uh, I just I did like the J.J. Abrams trilogy though. See, I, I didn't watch that. Oh, they're pretty good. I you should give them a this. shot. The first one was especially good. I thought. I'll tell you who wouldn't say that. David Horton. David Horton. Well, David Horton's hard to please. He is, but most Trekkies, most original Trekkies, hated them. So that's that's the big eight uh, as far as we're concerned. Eight. Now, of course, there's other services that we didn't talk about. YouTube TV. I don't know much about that, but that's one you can do. There's ESPN, uh, Shudder for horror fans. Yeah. Uh, there's some free services like Crackle. And Pluto TV, which I have used a couple times. There's a couple wrestling channels on there. Okay. And it's like there are channels that are specifically for a certain show. So it's like Marathons of the Nanny or okay. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard, probably. Okay. You know, stuff like that. Andy Griffith, 
there is a strictly um, China streaming service. I cannot remember them. But just the other day, the Snyder Cut became the number one watched comic book movie of all time on yeah. the streaming service. Good. And I was like, huh. And they were talking about like how it toppled Endgame. And I was like, see? It's like, you would think, like, oh, Tyler, you're saying that because of DC, DC guy. No. But there's a lot to be said about that on why the, the universe, like, people clamored for it. And people really love this cut of the movie. So, like, that's one thing I will say is, is probably my favorite thing coming to do thing on the streaming service can't the theater or on cable you can do a snyder cut of four hours and two minutes on hbo max yeah. you couldn't do that in the movie theater. right so we like, have four hours what else can we do in our nerd culture our comic book movies or shows or not even marvel and dc but like dark horse yeah. and valiant comics yeah what could they do in streaming service you couldn't do on basic cable because we're so in theaters you're pressed for time. i couldn't imagine what goes into cutting them once it's done mm -hmm. i couldn't you know, i've never really sat down and wrote my own movie and direct and directed it and been like but i want it all in you know i, I don't know that but yeah. that's the probably my favorite thing that's come out of the stream is it's opened us up to different variants um like umbrella academy wouldn't work on but i don't think it worked right i don't think it was a yeah. three-part movie uh the boys definitely yeah would Same not work thing. on daytime tv yeah first of all right and i don't know if people would would turn out for a boys movie but prime this outlet so but that also aside from number and download people are always thinking like who's like if you just want to look at numbers netflix mm -hmm. netflix is unstoppable probably will remain they've been at it the longest too unstoppable and yeah they were the first the stream service so but how do you dictate your personal life who's winning the stream war like for me it's content mm -hmm. and currently in my mind netflix is great and it good content but i think damn plus at the top of the stream disney plus me. has got to be up there because HBO max is, has shockingly that's my number one for sure. <laughs> During, yeah. Especially during like when they were dropping things in theaters, right. they were like, "We're just gonna put it on HBO Max. Yeah. It's done. We want the people to see it. We're mm -hmm. not gonna be stubborn about it. Let's let them watch it. They're at home. Yeah, you know, it shot to the top. Um, and knowing that I was gonna get Mortal Kombat, that was the reason why I knew like I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. And also King Kong and Godzilla, and I watched all good. the MonsterVerse movies. Yeah. You know, I've loved me some HBO Max, man, and yeah. obviously Disney Plus. You know, WandaVision, come on. Mandalorian, Falcon Winter Soldier, Bad Batch, all this great, great stuff. Oh, Can't beat it. So those two are really number one for me. Like one and one A. I would agree. But there's a lot of things on Netflix that I need to catch up on. I'll say that. And they've announced, uh, did you watch Enola Holmes? No, I did not. It's getting a sequel. Okay. And Cavill's back at Sherlock. All right. I saw a meme the other day. <laughs> said you either die a hero or you live long enough to become Sherlock and it had Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Superman. Because they've all, all played them, Sherlock yeah. Holmes. That's <laughs> I funny. thought that was pretty funny. That's funny. So anything else on the stream wars? Just that Disney Plus needs to hurry up and uh, swipe up Millie Bobby Brown to play uh, Princess Leia. Leia. Let's make that happen. Come on, Disney Plus. Let's, uh, this long. let's make it happen. Um, that's it. Patiently awaiting for Stranger Things season four. Yeah, I feel like we've been forever. Oh yeah, for that we got season three, Fourth of July, like two years ago, right? Yeah. So 
Let's go. Let's pick it up. Getting older. Yeah. This will be the last one for sure, right? I had always heard the Duffer Brothers had five mm. planned, but see the kids off to college. Eleven goes to Yale. You know what makes it re- with strangers? I don't think it'd be a fairy tale. You think the evil should win? Not win, but they all probably. Yeah, I can see that. And mainly eleven. I just don't see a happy ending for her. a happy ending for eleven or in Brenner eleven. I would imagine season four we're gonna because we met eight during season three yeah, or season remember. two we met number eight the girl who could do certain things right and we know that there's eleven and under of these kids I don't know I'm just I'm patiently for strangers um I, I'm constantly baffled at what more the stream wars can bring us I'm shocked I uh, can't wait for Witcher season two we yeah. already know there's gonna be another spinoff series of the Witcher Jeez. we know the boys is getting a spinoff series about Jeez. collegiate and young adult heroes so much so that's what stream wars brings us is spinoff upon spinoff like hawkeye hasn't even come out and we know that hawkeye is getting a spinoff show about the about echo the deaf archer or whatever but the real question is which ones to keep without breaking the bank you know that's the question you could keep netflix disney plus hbo max Honestly, I think you could drop Peacock, Paramount Plus, and TV. I think I could drop it too. Honestly, I would miss my WWE stuff, but man, ugh. drop Peacock. I think I could. I want to see all the documentaries and stuff though, and like SummerSlam. But yeesh, you know, it's just really not worth it. The two fifty I'm paying right now, that's fine. Once it goes up, but even to the five dollars, like do I really want to pay five dollars for random pay per view matches from WWE that have no story, no interest to me. You know, the documentaries, eh, I love them, but yeah. I've seen so many of them. I could drop that one for now. I could probably drop Paramount. I could drop Hulu, but I, I would mean, want all the others. I would want to bring, I would only bring Hulu back for, that's the only thing I watch on Twitter. I don't watch, I watched the first like two seasons of Handmaid's Tale, and then I, you know, I kind of lost interest in that. So yeah, I could, I could probably give it. But I gotta have my HBO Max. Gots to have it. And gots to have my Disney Plus. Those are my main squeeze. So before we close out this segment, Dr. Davis, the numbers guy, if you were to own all eight of what would you be paying them? Bare minimum. So if you were to own yeah. commercials and everything. If with you were to own with the ads and everything, you're looking at $62 a month. That's a cable bill. That's a cable bill. <laughs> Just without the cable <laughs> channels, you know. But if you think about the fact that a lot of these things will go to Hulu the next day, like Young Rock goes to Hulu... Went to Peacock, I guess. So, you know, if you're patient, you don't want to watch things live, you can make it work. Yeah, but if you add in any more, like G-Roll, some of the other ones that may cost that we haven't even mentioned. Well, let's be real. Those things will probably be absorbed by one of these things at some point anyway. I think that HBO Max is actually looking at G-Roll. And that's going to boost HBO Max. Pretty sure there's already a ton of anime stuff on HBO Max. So, So, I mean, these top eight, these are the top eight echelon of stream service numbers wise if you were to own them all you are paying yeah uh so who knows we may have a stream wars five soon you never know it could happen we may need to get a new stream stay tuned stay tuned to the 30 and 30 podcast we're going to step away before we hit our final thoughts and we will be back with more of 30 and 30 podcast Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast. 
Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParleyHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and Parlay Points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And we're back. Final thoughts on the 100th episode. 100 episode. Wow. It started out as a, hey, what if <laughs> text from Josh Davis as now 100 episodes um, nearing 7,000 downloads. The follows on social media, the subscriptions, the constant has been more than two Morristown to ever imagine. We're very thankful. One final thought that I wanted to talk about, and I've touched base on it, 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 we've talked about speculation and casting. It's a lot of fun. However, in the past couple of days, I've seen uh, some toxicity in Dreamcast. Social media has not let poor Emily Bl- sleep. <laughs> she recently went on a, a binge of press for Quiet Place 2. Okay. And she did, I think the last video I saw, she was on her seventh press interview for A Quiet Place 2. And in all seven... The interviewer said, "So Sue Storm," Ugh. and she's and she finally just said, "I've done seven interviews for a quiet place too." At all seven, I've asked me if I'm Sue Storm in a comic when that's not what I. And she finally just said, "I'm not a fan. Of, I, I get it. I get the appeal. I have my kids to watch it. You know, I enjoy watching them, my friends and them, and I get it. But I'm not a comic book movie fan. Now, if the character was good and if the story was good." That's of what I'm a fan of, is if the character is good. The Sue story Storm is, is, good. is a good character. And I was like, is she saying this? <sighs> to dodge it? like Is she being told to dodge at mm. all cost? Yeah. Or is she literally, and then it started me thinking, even if she's being told to dodge at all cost, yeah. I, I don't care. Dismiss it. I don't, I don't care if Feige's in her ear in an earpiece saying, like, dodge it. I don't care. It comes to a point, though, where say... We were on press for Wizard of Oz. Say, let's let's put us in the balls. All right. And we have we've just produced a fantastic show. Right. Of Wizard of Oz. Right. And all anybody's asking us about is rumors that you and I are doing. Eventually, we'd be like, we're not here to talk about. It. Like, did you see the first Quiet Place? Yeah. Yeah. For a horror movie, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, one of the better horror movies come out of the modern age. Krasinski. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jim from The Office created this thing. <laughs> like, um, And her performance, and just, you know, it's fantastic. So I, I, I'm starting to see on social media, like, I, even as a nerd who dreamcasts and speculates, like, we all speculated about Mephisto and WandaVision. Yeah. And I even started speculating a little bit. I, I speculated less in Falcon Winter Soldier because of WandaVision right. not giving us Mephisto. Right. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to do that because the toxicity of speculation gives you this visual of what you think should be seen. You don't get what you thought would happen. Sometimes that turns foul. For instance, if we don't get Krasinski and Emily Blunt, this fan casting that's been taken for years, for years to take about. It could hurt the movie. The movie. Yeah. Knowing m- most nerds, knowing yeah. most of us. Yeah. And I've been guilty 
going into some things thinking, well, it should have been. Right. I'm, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that with this. If they want to go in a different direction, a younger direction, and it's not Krasinski and his wife, I'm not going to go in hating it already. I trust their judgment. I, and I do. And I think a lot of that is because I'm like, I trust Feige. Right. As Kevin Smith says, he does the Lord's work. My final thought that I want to discuss is there is beginning to to be this this toxic speculation, the fandom menace, as we call it, is not letting just one fantastically talented actor is Emily Blunt for one part, one story of a vast universe. They're not letting her sleep. They're not even letting her do what she loves or talk about what she just did. So when is when do we get to the point as nerds? Like what what I want to ask you is when do you think enough is enough? And when do we as nerds need to check ourselves in speculation? Well, I mean, it's not like we're the ones who are hounding Emily Blunt about we, this. You we know? personally are not. So, you know, I think once the word is out there, like, this is what the people want, okay? We all know. We've heard about it. You know, let's leave it at that. Yeah. And once we get word on it in the future, we'll know. In the meantime, there's nothing that, it's not like Emily Blunt's going to be like, oh, we yeah, definitely. We all know. We all know this is what people want. Just like at one point, we sat here talking about Mandalorian. We heard speculation that Ahsoka could show up in season two. Right. Who did we say would be good? But we left it at that. Yeah. That was one of the very few times that the planets aligned, and they were like, you know what? Rosario Dawson. She would make a good Ahsoka. Yeah. The planets aligned, and this was like even before, like Iron Man 1, the planets obviously aligned, and Stan Lee himself. You know, God rest his soul, so that there was no one else on this planet that could play Tony Stark. Yeah. But think about that. We didn't have a space to speculate with Iron Man. We had MySpace. Barely. We barely had MySpace when Iron Man 1 came out. So is the bane of the fandom menace social It's the weapon of choice. Mm. And I think that... And if if you read the book Catch-42 that I'm reading, you go back and listen to the interview with Felix... We're and he works in tech and all that. He's worked in this a lot. And for him to say we're still just scratching the surface, if social media is the bane of existence of the fandom menace and speculation, everybody has a platform and an opinion. What more can be done to stop this toxic speculation? I mean, just because because obviously I, I have been a big proponent against, and I hate to say their name on air because it gives them clout, but there is a clickbait for nerd culture out there called We Got This. Yeah. I hate them so much because they're kind of like Meltzer in the wrestling world. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Yeah. Those two are just like gossip clickbait for the wrestling world. And We Got This Covered or gossip clickbait for the, like, well, the Snyder Cut, this is success. Zack says this would have been his Batman movie. A few days later, We Got This Covered says Ben Affleck, to return for a Deathstroke movie. Yeah. And people are watching it and sharing it and going, I can't wait. This is going to be great. And all that is is gossip and rumor. That's what social media is, though, not well, just what, in our world. What but in can we do general. as positive nerds? What's one step we can, positive nerds, to stop that? I don't think there's anything we can do, honestly. They're like our villain. Did I not make this argument when Rise of Skywalker was coming out? Did I not say all of this same stuff? Hmm. Like, oh, you hate it before you've even seen it. You are you were talking about... Yeah, yeah. You were talking about the hate for Rise of Skywalker because of what? Yeah. Yeah. So in that same, you know, I think moving... This is the 100th episode. 
The band is back together. The boys are back. Moving forward, I think the 30 and 30 podcast, one of our main goals should be stifling toxic nerddom. Yeah. The fandom men will be our new arch enemy. Yeah. Look out, you fandom menace. Yeah. People, you. Yeah. Your your clickbait and your stuff like and your speculations just as bad as the first movie for Star Wars. Hey, no. <laughs> it was bad. It's not that bad. It's, well, I will say the sequels did one. I like the sequels better than the sequels, <laughs> dude. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, uh, we manage this. Yeah, could be. Could be. <laughs> Any final thoughts for you? About Stream Wars? No. Final In thoughts. In general. 100th on episode? 100th Man, episode. I'm so thrilled to be back. I've missed this so much. So, so much. I, st- I stepped away for a little while. Take care of some things. Make some changes. Uh... And uh, school's out for summer. I'm back. Happy to be back. Happy to be sitting across from you doing this again, this thing we love. This show, you've said before, it's like our child together. It is our child. It's like our child. So I'm so happy to be back and uh, so happy to, to be working with you again. Mm. Let's go. 30 and 30. Absolutely. Cheers to you. 100 episodes. And in all honesty, we could we could easily call ourselves the 30 and 30 podcast. Sit. In a fortress of nerditude, and we could talk about stuff, and we could post it to a host site. It could post to iTunes, and it could post to Google, and it could post to all these podcast platforms, and we could talk about it on Twitter, but there's no 100 episodes, no 30 Nerdy Podcast without you listening right. Those of you that are sharing our tweets, that are liking our posts on Facebook, that are liking our posts on Instagram, that are listening to the episodes that have gotten us to almost 7,000 downloads. And that is just nutty. I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> Words from two southern nerds. <laughs> People were listening. And uh, we are eternally th- for what 30 and 30 po- and po- podcast is. And we are going to continue. We are back in the fortress. It's, uh, let's get to 101 and 102. And here's to 100 more episodes with yes, you. Yes, sir. Dear Doctor. The Duke and the Doc are back together. We're riding again, and it's very exciting. So go ahead, while you're listening, hit that five-star rating. Leave a review. Subscribe so you can keep up with every episode. Uh, This week, obviously, if you've been tuning in, there was no road so far. That was due to not just illness of, of myself, but prep for the 100th episode. The road so far will be back again next Saturday. Uh, continuing down season two with the Rev, uh, we will be back again for more Thirty and Nerdy podcast in the future. Uh, take care of one another. Take care of yourselves. Nerd up or shut up. But as always, cheers to you, nerds. Cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. 
You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.